RPN is not responsible for the views, actions, statements, or opinions of its guests, advertisers, or even its viewers. The information contained in this program is not to be confused with medical or legal advice. An appearance on this platform is not necessarily an endorsement, but as always, we encourage you to do your own research. Enjoy the show. Good evening, everyone, and as always, welcome back to another exciting episode of Red Pill News Live. Hope you guys are having a lovely day. I know that I am. I had a couple of minor technical difficulties with my computer over the weekend, but I've basically done a workaround. It's not exactly what I want, but, you know, beggars can't be choosers, unfortunately, and when we're dealing with so many various systems that are not necessarily meant to work with each other, but they have to, you know, just got to do what I can do. Big shout out to all the haters who are (laughs) dropping blue pills over on the pill.net platform. I don't know how many of you there are, but unfortunately, haters gonna hate. For those of you out there who do enjoy the program, I certainly wouldn't mind if you dropped a like If you also helped out by sharing the show, sincerely appreciate it. For some reason, there we go. My chat is online. Rumble. Did Rumble get a facelift? I don't know. Yes, actually, it looks like the the chat is working properly for me now. I got a couple of mailbox items to say thank you for at the very beginning, so don't let me forget about that. Uh, and then we have a ton of stuff to go over, you know? I mean, obviously, we got to talk about the Biden crime family. We got to talk about President Trump is impending arraignment. So just sit back, relax, grab your popcorn, and we're going to be right back after this. Bitcoin ETF is all the rage right now, and that's because a major financial player is just now resubmitting their application for a Bitcoin ETF. So as a result, investors are thinking this is just over the horizon. Mainstream adoption is right around the corner. Now, add to that, lawmakers recently voted to set guidelines on just when and how crypto firms should register with either the Commodities Futures Trading Commission or the Securities and Exchange Commission. Now, while all of this is good news, an ETF only gives you ex- exposure to crypto, not direct ownership. The whole point of cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin is to directly own an asset with a finite supply that is outside of any government influence. And my digital money can help you do that. With my digital money, you own your crypto, whether you invest in a crypto IRA or with a standard trading account. Now, remember, it's important to diversify your portfolio. And when it comes to a crypto investment, direct ownership is of the utmost importance. So don't get caught up in the excitement the media is trying to spin because nothing beats owning your own crypto and nothing beats investing in crypto through my digital money. Not only are you able to invest with them using a crypto IRA, but also a standard trading account, and it's all in the same platform. You also have the assurance that your assets are going to be put into a trust. That means that no matter what happens to my digital money, your crypto is always safe. 
So if you're ready to invest in cryptocurrency, do so with MyDigitalMoney.com. Once again, that's MyDigitalMoney.com. The link is in the description box below. And I should also tell you they have excellent U.S.-based customer service. So feel free to give them a call with any questions you might have at 833-636-2008. Invest with MyDigitalMoney.com today. And when you support my sponsors, you support this channel. Welcome back. Thank you so much for joining us today. I sincerely appreciate all of you being here with me. We have a lot to discuss. And before we begin with the news, I want to say thank you very much to the lovely Miss Rita, who sent me a letter, a handwritten letter. Rita has written me a number of times in the past. She's not computer savvy, but Rita, I hope you're listening right now, because if you do have access to email, you can send me your phone number, and I'll be happy to try to help you uh, ordering your wellness, uh, your excuse me, your oneness drops chlorine dioxide water purification kit over the phone. Or I can just I'm actually going to show you here on the show. So anyways, Rita wanted to know if I was familiar with this book, MMS Health Recovery Guidebook. It's by Jim Humble with Carrie Lloyd. I, I don't know this book specifically. I have heard of it, but I've never read it before. So. From what I understand, though, it is an accurate accounting of ways that chlorine dioxide can help you. Um, closer to the middle of the show, we'll go through the actual website. I'll show you exactly how to do it, Rita. But I also received a copy of Fire and Fury, the book about the Maui fires that was written, I guess, before the fires even began. It's from our friend Kay Nakaz over there on the Foxhole. He says, wow. I never thought I'd buy a propaganda piece as a gift for someone. <laughs> LMAO. Good to see the insights of what these idiots believe or are trying to push. Have fun with this one, buddy. Don't let it brainwash you. So thank you very much, Kana Kaz. And uh, yeah, definitely don't have to worry about me being brainwashed by this book. I can say that Dr. Miles Stones, I'm pretty certain that that is a pseudonym. Uh, it looks to me like somebody had written a book about fires along with their cause being climate change. Probably somebody who's been paying attention to the mainstream narrative. They've been suggesting that, you know, massive fires are coming and it's all part of climate change. We're actually going to begin uh, by kind of putting a pin in the idea of climate change. But before we begin, there isn't all that much information in here. It's like surface level information you could get just from watching the news in the days, uh, you know, immediately following what happened beginning on August 8th. So I don't think that this book was written ahead of time with any real knowledge. Um, quite often what people like this will do, these are these are kind of like lot lizards. You guys ever heard that term? I know at truck stops, those are it usually refers to prostitutes, but I'm thinking about the people that hang out at Walmart and ask you if your uh, windshield on your car needs a stone chip repaired. And then they try to replace your stone chip for free. Then they bill your insurance and then it, it can end up being a real headache. But you can imagine, you know, the idea of a lot lizard uh, could come in many different forms. So this is the equivalent of a lot lizard on Amazon books. Somebody who writes a book knowing that something is going to happen. It wasn't too difficult to assume that there was going to be fires. If the fire was in California, they probably would have said, hey, you know, Paradise 2.0. If the fire would have been in, I don't know, Montana, they would have said, you know, hey, uh, weird weather events taking place all across the United States equal climate change. Well, obviously it doesn't. It's horribly written. 
horribly edited. There is a chapter in there in, in the table of contents that's called media manipulation. Um, I don't know what was allegedly going to be in it because they never wrote the chapter and they actually have another chapter begin on that page. And the order that it comes in in the table of contents is completely out of order in terms of like the pages and stuff. Anyways, it's a bad book. Uh, I'm going to give it one star. Maybe, it, you know, if, if we get bored sometime in the future, I'll take you through some parts of it, but it's so basic. I really don't think there's any reason to, but it's definitely a piece of American history. Somebody trying to capitalize on the horror of the people of Lahaina and greater Malibu. Let's begin with that little discussion about climate change. And let me just say thank you very much to Sean Joe and Porpoiseful over on look to get Alan Cornford Tartarian Rule or Millennial Kingdom. Last Mimsy, are you saying these are books I should order or that somebody is going to order them and send them to me? Um, Afraid Awakening says uh, that guy bot pumps out a book every couple of weeks or so. So likely AI generated. It was written after the fire started, started Sather Doug on it. Okay, I I, I don't doubt it. Uh, and that would make a lot of sense. Uh, you know, it, it doesn't even have to be AI generated, but heck, I mean, this is the kind of thing that people are going to get rich using uh, chat GPT now and into the future. So one of my first clues at like the, the age of seven or something like that, when I was told in school that climate change and global warming uh, was destroying the earth and that because of uh, human intervention, the climate was going to get warmer as a result of carbon dioxide in the atmosphere. I knew enough to stop and say, hmm, that doesn't sound quite right. Because even as a young child, I knew that plants respirated carbon dioxide and then they breathe out oxygen, which we breathe in. So humans and plants have a symbiotic relationship. The more carbon dioxide is in the atmosphere, the more opportunity plants have to breathe that carbon dioxide and the more biomass grows on planet Earth, making the world greener, making it lusher, creating greater space for habitats of all kinds of animals and even people living in the forest or the jungles. Now, this is the point of this article right here. A, a website entitled humanprogress.org has just published a recent report which claims that there's been a 14% increase in green vegetation on planet Earth. And guess what? It's going to be due to excess carbon that's in the air. Now, I want to make a very clear distinction between pollution and carbon in the air, okay? Those are two totally different things. Pollution can include uh, industrial toxins, chemicals, uh, toxic waste pumped out into the uh, into the in the environment. Um, there's a, a town I want to say it's like I think it's in Indiana. It's called Pitcher. They used to do uh, mining there for like lead and a whole bunch of stuff, and they have these giant piles of of chert. I think it's called. It's just dust that is, that uh, is high in like lead and zinc and all of these metals that you don't want in your body. But as a result of this, they had to tell all the people to leave. They bought their properties from them and they closed the town down. It's a ghost town. That's pollution. Okay. That's not the same thing as, you know, man-made climate change, uh, which I'm not even certain actually exists, but I can tell you that pollution definitely exists. I mean, you know, big business industry, you know, they, they pump out 
poisons and toxins into the environment. And that's definitely not good for us. But they don't talk about those things because business and industry are running the very uh, climate change campaigns that are trying to make us believe that we need to buy carbon offset credits because we're breathing too much or because our cars are going too far or because our cars are just polluting. So therefore, we need to buy electric cars and then we'll produce the electricity for those electric cars from, I don't know, natural gas, coal, fossil fuel sources. I know it's not fossil fuel, but you know, you know what I mean, uh, it, which is going to in turn uh, add some type of pollution to the atmosphere. Anyways, it's a vicious cycle, but that's why we have plants and that's why we have people because we balance this whole thing out. So this video is posted on the Twitter account of uh, humanprogress.org. Now, a 2016 paper that was published in the journal Nature, uh, there were 32 authors from 24 institutions in eight countries, and uh, this paper reveals an analysis of satellite data that shows conclusively that there has been a 14% increase in green vegetation over the last 30 years. So that means that despite humanity chopping down the Amazon rainforests, remember when then that was the number one thing? Uh, despite humanity destroying the earth, what was it? Uh, Greta Thunberg, how many more years do we have now? We, we're probably down to like five to seven or something like that from the time that you claimed that we only had 12. Now, uh, with this analysis, uh, it's it's using some pretty basic science that basically anybody can understand. Like I said, I was in elementary school when I put this together myself and said, hey, this doesn't make any sense. Uh, now, uh, there are also statements that have been made by the founder of uh, Greenpeace uh, and, uh, and the founder of an organization called CO2Coalition.org. His name is Dr. Patrick Moore. He was giving an interview and he said, one of my missions is to turn on its head the idea that carbon dioxide is a pollutant and somehow dangerous. When, in fact, it is the most important nutrient for all life on Earth, and without it, this planet would be dead. I say not only is carbon dioxide good, it's essential, and it's a good thing that we are putting some more carbon dioxide in the atmosphere because it was running low before we came along. If we had a definitive proof that CO2 was causing serious problems and we could prove it, don't you think they would write that down on a piece of paper somewhere so that people could read it? They don't have definitive proof. The only thing they have is their conjecture, their innuendo, and their pseudoscientific claims that mankind is changing the environment due to the amount of carbon that we're pumping into the atmosphere. Now, the reason they want to demonize carbon, again, is because people breathe that. There's no way we can stop pumping carbon into the atmosphere. It is just a natural consequence of life on Earth, and it's not just us. It's animals as well. They breathe the exact same air that we do, uh, and if they can convince us that we should be paying to breathe, i.e. paying to live, well, then that's just another tax that they can levy upon our heads, and they can keep us enslaved and running around on the hamster wheel. Uh, now, also, they would like very much to reduce the human population and probably the populations of a, a lot of different uh, types of, uh, of life here on Earth. Uh, they don't just want to hand over the Earth to the animals. I mean, they still want to live. They want to be the ones who are in charge. They just don't want us here to share the Earth with them. So if they reduce the carbon in the atmosphere, if they start making enough people believe that humankind really is what's destroying planet Earth, and in that 
example, it kind of would be, but not in the way that they're saying it is, uh, then they can convince you that you shouldn't have children. They can convince you that we shouldn't propagate. They can convince you that you shouldn't even have a quality of life. But the thing is, the earth is getting greener. Uh, this is most impactful in arid regions where we've seen high temperatures and higher CO2 concentrations. And if you'll take a look at California, where we just had Hurricane Hillary. We're going to talk about that in a few minutes. Uh, I think we're seeing some real examples of the natural changes to the environment uh, that uh, we're seeing in places like these other arid regions where traditionally it was water stressed. California was in a drought for the last decade or so. Uh, Now, all of a sudden, they've got more water than they can deal with. So these increased CO2 levels give us higher yields, it equates to more food, it brings thriving wildlife, and if we take a look at this video, we can see that in the time that we've had that 14% increase in greenery on planet Earth over the last 30 years, we've also had a $3 trillion increase in crop yields over the years. Now, that's not just because of glyphosate or uh, or uh, uh, the, the seeds from Monsanto. No, I, I mean, it's going to be due to these benefits that the environment get as a result of humankind working here on planet Earth. Let's go ahead and take a listen to this. Maybe if I click here to Twitter. Oh, great. Wow. It's not coming through, is it? I can definitely see it in OBS, but I'm not hearing it over here. All right, guys. Well, that is one thing that I need to fix still. Apparently, I can't hear. Yeah, I can't hear anything, babe. So I think that it's not going to play right for you guys because it's not playing right for me either. I don't know what the heck the problem is. Um, Hmm. Very strange. Very, very strange. All right. Well, anyways, you got the picture. Climate change is not a real thing. Mankind is actually making the earth a better place to live. And without mankind, of course, this wouldn't be a place to live. All right. So let's check in with President Trump because we just got word that uh, he has made an arrangement with the courthouse down there in Fulton County uh, negotiating terms of a bond package. They're apparently setting his bond at two hundred thousand dollars now they're not going to allow him well maybe they will i don't know if this two hundred thousand is in full or if this is the ten percent of the two hundred million that they really want him to pay or if he's going to be able to get away with uh, twenty thousand but in advance of his arrival there in fulton county the sheriff's deputies have installed barricades uh at the jail because they anticipate that trump supporters will of course be there Uh, Of course, when President Trump arrives, uh, he has already been publicly told by the sheriff that they're going to uh, fingerprint and uh, give him a mugshot. He's going to have to plead before a judge to the uh, RICO felony counts that he's been charged with. 
And uh, this, my friends, is just another example of the desperation of the deep state and their attempts to try to stop him. They'll never be able to stop Donald Trump and they will never stop us from loving him and from appreciating the job that he's done for the American people. We will continue to fight in his stead as long as he is here, as long as he is on the campaign trail. We have a hope, a glimmer of hope. But in the meantime, we still have a lot of educating to do. We need to wake as many people up as possible uh, and turn them on to the fact that we are living in an authoritarian communist type of uh, dictatorship. All right. The Biden regime the Biden crime family uh, is giving directives from the top down so that President Trump, you know, in the end, uh, they're hoping he'll be damaged in some way. But if you watch CNN recently, it's been kind of interesting. There, there seems to be this kind of defection going on there at the network. You've got people uh, long term talking heads on CNN, butting heads with other people at CNN. You know, some people are like, you know what? Hunter Biden's guilty. He has done some terrible things. It's obvious that because he's the son of the president, he's getting special treatment. Then you got other people who are like, Donald Trump is the literally Hitler. And like, we need to see him put in prison. And they're kind of butting heads and they're going at each other. And it's interesting. You know, there was a conversation going on there in the last 24 hours. uh, And uh, they basically came to the realization that, hey, four indictments in, and it's not stopping Donald Trump. You know, I said last week, I'd be surprised if we didn't see indictments in Arizona, Pennsylvania, Michigan, uh, you know, any of these states where it was clear that there was election fraud. Uh, but they may not even bother with it because they might know it's a waste of time. I don't know. We're going to have to see. I, I expect them to throw, uh, you know, everything at the and, and, and the kitchen sink at the wall trying to get it to stick. But this meeting today. Uh, was with President Trump's legal team uh, in advance of him turning himself in, either Thursday or Friday. Now, if I'm not mistaken, Thursday is the first Republican debate, uh, and that's going to be in Wisconsin. President Trump has also announced he will not be participating in those debates, and I don't blame him. I mean, there's no need for him to debate. I don't think that anybody uh, that doesn't support him already would be convinced by watching him go on stage with a bunch of people who are not going to be president. Uh, I don't think that it's going to change anybody's minds. Uh, the 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 handful of people who support each one of those various uh, Republican candidates, uh, I, I, I think that those people are diehard with that candidate. They're not going to change their mind to go to President Trump until President Trump is the nominee. So the judges ordered President Trump's bond package to be set at $200,000. Listen to this, $80,000 for count one, $10,000 for counts 5, 9, 11, 13, 15, 17, 19, 27, 28, 29, 38, and 39, a total of $200,000. And it does say here, Defendant must may pay bond as cash through commercial surety or through the Fulton County Jail 10% program. So he will be able to get away with paying $20,000 here. Uh, now, this is simply just uh, another bump in the road, you guys. Anybody out there who's you know witnessing what's happening and thinking to yourself, oh, you know, this is horrible. I can't believe they're doing this to President Trump. I mean, did you expect anything else? Like, tr- truly, did you expect them to do anything other than all they could to try to stop him because I didn't. It's not surprising to me. And President Trump isn't worried. So you should not worry. 
the only thing you should concern yourself with is trying to wake up the the remaining American citizens who have not yet caught on to the fact that this whole thing is rigged. And the only reason Donald Trump is in any legal jeopardy at all is because we have an authoritarian regime in the White House and an illegitimate president who did not win by 81 million votes in 2020. His party did not win in 2022, and they're not going to win again in 2024. But the question remains just how bad are they going to cheat? All right, so. What is President Trump's legal strategy going to be? I mean, when we went over the indictments the other day, it seemed pretty clear to me there isn't a single crime that's enumerated uh, among the uh, number of, quote, overt acts. But the National Constitutional Law Union uh, has just published their own legal theory that questions whether or not many of the charges against President Trump, particularly those that are related to his claims about the 2020 election, are now moot because he was he was president. I think the answer is self-evident. No, George Washington would not have been prosecuted. They would not have bothered to go after him uh, because it was simply a different time. We are, are living in an era where psychopaths are in power. Uh, we have a very, very long road ahead of us here, guys. But that doesn't mean that it's an insurmountable place to go. Uh yeah, Oinker Space, World War Three levels of cheat, I fear. Let me just say this. <clears throat> First of all, I've said this before, I don't think that they're going to allow RFK Jr. to be the Democrat nominee. That means that they're going to try to hoist Biden upon however many Democrats are still left out there in America. Uh, that number is dwindling on a daily basis. But those Democrats who don't support Joe Biden are going to be the same ones who supported Bernie Sanders. They're also going to be a bunch of new ones who just can't stomach the idea of voting for Donald Trump or voting outside of their party lines. But they know that Joe Biden is not good for America. So they have an obligation. They vote for the next best thing, and that's RFK Jr., Well, they're going to steal the election from RFK Jr. And do you think that when that happens, the Democrats who voted for RFK Jr., which will be many, are going to look at this and say, what the? This is just like 2016 when they stole it from Bernie. They're doing it again. We know they stole it from Bernie because the, the emails came out. Okay, the DNC put their thumb on the whole thing. They gave Hillary the answers to the questions ahead of time. They helped her cheat. And then they bought Bernie silence. He knelt at the altar of the DNC and he allowed himself to be flagellated. They whipped him into submission. They almost put his wife in prison. Can you believe that? This is the kind of things these people do. All right. And uh, now they are basically trying to ruin RFK Jr. Now, I've said this before. I think that RFK Jr. could have a place in President Trump's second administration. Uh, no matter what you think about all of his policies, uh, I think that he is offering some pretty based takes to left-leaning American citizens who otherwise would not be willing to hear these truths coming from someone like Donald Trump or someone like yours truly. So it offers us the opportunity to red pill a whole new segment of the American population. So RFK Jr. does that. 
He prepares them for the fact that, you know, he should be winning come primary time. And then slowly, bit by bit, state by state, they tell us once again that Joe Biden is winning with, you know, 90 percent of the vote uh, when all of the polling says that he shouldn't be getting any kind of support at all. And I think those Democrats are going to say, man, the Republicans were right. This is exactly what we saw. This is what we're saying is happening is exactly what the Republicans said in 2020. My God, my God, everything, everything they've said was correct. I think that that's going to be an opportunity for America to come together in a way that we haven't before. So then once it's down to Donald Trump and Joe Biden, all of those Americans, maybe we can convince a significant number of them that they also need to support Donald Trump in the next election because he's the only candidate that there is that isn't going to be Joe Biden. Now, I still think that in the 2024 election, they are going to do everything they can to try to steal that election again. And if they do it again in the min- in, in the, the actual election, I mean, first of all, think about how pissed you're going to be. And then imagine how exasperated and deflated those Democrats are going to be. Is America going to basically self-ignite at that point? I, I think there's an argument to be made that, yeah, it just might. So keep your eyes open on that one. I mean, we've got a lot of work to do again before we get to 2024, but I guarantee you along the way, people are going to continue to wake up. What do you guys think about this? Maui. President Trump, excuse me, President Trump already gave a statement about Maui. Joe Biden is finally visiting Maui today. Uh, He's on uh, his second vacation in a row, and he's taking one day from his busy schedule of, uh, I guess, you know, lying without any suntan oil on the beach. I don't know. The dudes must be covered in SPF 150 or something like that because he spends more time at the beach than anybody I know. He doesn't get a lick of sun. His color has not changed. He looks like a dead fish when he takes his shirt off. So uh, he is listening or rather his advisors are telling him that, hey, you can no longer avoid going to Maui. And uh, isn't that like an eight or a 10 hour flight from the East Coast? Can somebody look that up for me? I'd I'd really like to know because, I mean, I think that means he's going to have to, like, fly there. He's going to get off the plane. He's probably going to wave. He's going to tell everybody that he understands their loss because his son, Bo. And then he's going to get back on that plane. He's going to fly right back to Lake Tahoe. So I don't know. They're uh, planning to meet with survivors, first responders, emergency personnel, and then state and local officials. I tend to think it's not going to be a real representative sampling of the people of Lahaina. Um, This is more than likely going to be the kind of um, meet and greet scenario that like Kamala Harris did at the southern border. She didn't really go to the border. She like went 200 miles north uh, and then met with some people who lived in Texas. Of course, they weren't so directly affected in the same way that the the border towns would be. But, you know, is Joe Biden going to meet with people who are going to be, you know, asking him, you know, $700? Are you you kidding me? Are are you serious here? $700? 
You know, I mean, uh, Joe Biden spends $700 when he walks into the bathroom uh, to wipe his rear end. Joe Biden uh, does not understand what it takes to live in America today. $700 might get you a couple of days of food in a place like Hawaii. Certainly not going to get you uh, a month or more at a hotel. Uh, It's probably not going to cover all of your expenses. It's basically just going to be a little drop in the bucket. Um, Now, the people he's going to be meeting with, you know, I wonder if it's going to be firefighters who had the the water turned off. I wonder if it'll be people who witness the police holding back escapees in their cars so they could burn, so they could blow up with their children and their parents uh, and uh, and burn at the hands of uh, rescue officials. I wonder if he's going to want to meet with the guy who forgot to turn on the sirens. Gosh, golly gee. Well, uh, from what I understand, Joe doesn't want to be a burden on anybody when he shows up. He doesn't want to disrupt the recovery efforts. What recovery efforts? You've got you've got a whole section, a whole neighborhood that's just burned out. The houses that aren't burned out, those people are multimillionaires, so they don't need you know any help at all. You know, from what I understand, FEMA and the Red Cross, they're not doing much of anything. People aren't getting supplies. Uh, they're certainly not getting any help from their insurance companies. Uh, the uh, the people that are there are combing through the wreckage of these individual houses looking for the burned-out husks of the former owners and their children. Uh, So President Biden, of course, has faced criticism, not just from me, but from many Maui residents, because he said absolutely nothing about these fires in the immediate aftermath of this outbreak. He didn't speak about the fires until August 10th, and at that time, He just said a little bit. And then again, on August 13th, he said he had no comment on the death toll and that he was looking at visiting the island. Now, if you'll remember, uh, we've had a number of disasters here in the United States before. And generally what happens is presidents, first thing they do, they go out and they talk about what happened. Okay, they talk about how they're going to help solve the problem for the people of that area. And then the president goes and visits the people of that area to show the solidarity with the American people that, you know, we've got your back. We are all Americans. We're here for you. We're not going to allow you to suffer in silence or, or suffer in vain. But not Joe Biden, not Joe Biden. Joe Biden has been to his Rehoboth Beach House more than, you know, anybody else. He's been on vacation more than any other president in history. And he's obviously so disconnected from reality that he couldn't even come up with a, a decent statement about the tragedy of what happened there in Lahaina. Uh, so now on uh, – he spoke this past Tuesday uh, at the beginning of his Bidenomics speech saying that he's got to talk about the fires. And uh, the White House has said that Biden has been in contact with Hawaiian senators, the governor, and – other officials, so that he can stay abreast of what's happening on the ground. Uh, but from what I understand, he hasn't mentioned anything about the dead. And uh, here's something that I didn't even realize: it's been just over two years since uh, the, uh, the 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 devastating terror attack at Abu Ghraib Airport, where we lost over a dozen uh, uh, men and women uh, from a variety of different branches of the armed services. Do you know that Joe Biden's never spoken the names of those people? Joe Biden has never once commemorated the memory 
of those who were killed in that bombing, the same bombing that could have been averted, that apparently they had forewarning of and that they apparently allowed those soldiers to walk into an ambush and just get blown to high hell. Joe Biden's never mentioned those people's names. And if you go to the website for the White House, you can find a listing of those people's names. And some of them are even misspelled. Like, what a what a just a a, a gross miscarriage of justice. Like, how stupid do these people have to be? I mean, obviously pretty freaking dumb. Pretty dumb. Because you can't act like this and expect that you're gonna have the hearts and minds of the American people. Certainly, uh, I bet you the people of Hawaii will have turned on Joe Biden at this point. Now, the one thing I'm wondering is where is Joe staying in Lake Tahoe? Well, he's apparently renting a property from a friend of his, uh, a billionaire climate activist and a Democrat mega donor. His name is Tom Steyer. You may have heard of Tom Steyer before. I think that he wanted to run for president a couple of years ago. No word on exactly how much that rental is, but if it's a Lake Tahoe property, I mean, you can bet it's tens of thousands of dollars per day. Um, We also don't know exactly how much money the White House and the U.S. taxpayer is spending on Joe Biden's vacation. But again, because he's been on vacation more than anybody else in the history of the White House, I mean, you can bet that by the end of his reign, the United States taxpayer will have spent a pretty penny. Um, Now, in Early August, Biden spent over a week at his Delaware residence. Again, he spent nearly 40% of 2022 on vacation, either in Delaware or at Camp David. Uh, Now, he likes to say that he can work from anywhere, but I don't know that this man has ever truly worked in his life. Uh, So real quick, you guys, I wanted to go through the information on how to purchase the oneness drops for Rita because uh, I don't have any way to reach you, Rita, and I don't know what your email address is, but I'd like to show you here. So if you go to the website, onenessdrops.com, and click on shop, all right, it should be right here in the upper right-hand portion of your screen. You're going to come in on home, okay, just click shop. And there's a bunch of different formulations and sizes here. You're going to want any of the kits that include parts A and B. All right. Now, the chlorine dioxide kit with citric acid is just a little bit cheaper than the the one with hydrochloric acid. Uh, And uh, then you've got a, a larger version that has just a little bit more in it. And then, you know, depending on how you use it, you can get parts A and B separately, but you get a better deal when you buy them together. So let's just say that you want to get the very first one here, $55. You're going to click add to cart, okay? And then once you do, and it's added to cart, all right? And it looks like I did this earlier, so we're going to remove one of those. Once you get to the cart, you're going to put in my coupon code, which is RP78, RP78. And when you do, click apply coupon, and you're going to get 15% off your order. And then once you get that 15% off your order, you just need to click proceed to checkout all the way at the bottom. And then when you click proceed to checkout, it's going to ask you to put in your credit card information and all of that. So you'll just, you'll fill all of that out, all right? And then after you filled it out, you just go ahead and uh, 
uh, and and it'll ask you to uh, to complete the checkout. Now, Rita, if you want to send me an email, uh, I'm happy to jump on a phone call with you and help you to do this. So go to onenessdrops.com where you can pick up your chlorine dioxide water purification kits. You're going to want to have this stuff on hand uh, because I'm sure as the people in uh, Maui are uh, are finding it, it's very difficult to get uh, drinkable water, potable water. Uh, having this on hand would allow them to uh, uh, purify any water source. I mean, it's not going to remove salt from water, but you understand what I mean. So keep this in your go bag. Keep it in your medicine cabinet. It's a good thing to have on hand. Also, uh, my friends at preparewithredpill78.com, that would be my Patriot Supply. Right now, you can save $200 on a three-month emergency food kit. These are kits with over 2,000 calories per day of delicious, nutritious food, breakfasts, lunches, dinners. You're going to get all different varieties. It has uh, pancakes. It's got bread mix. It's got uh, soups and and pastas, macaroni and cheese. Anything that you can think of uh, is included in here. And obviously, if that proverbial ish does hit the fan, having this on hand would allow you and uh, whoever else you have in your home to make sure that you had uh, an ample supply of food for however long it's going to take. Hopefully, you guys already have that, but if you don't, please get yourself one of these emergency food kits at Prepare with redpill78.com. And then never can we forget my friend Mike Lindell at mypillow.com, where you can use code RP78 to save up to 80% off everything in the store. That includes the MyPillow, the 20th anniversary edition, the MyPillow 2.0, which has the patented cooling pattern on the outside with the gusseted seam. Uh, And then, of course, there are the uh, uh, amazing Giza Dream Sheets and the bathrobes and the slippers, everything that you need to remain comfortable and clean in your beautiful American home. So please go to MyPillow.com, use code RP78 and save, save, save. And when you do, you will support both the channel as well as our friends at MyPillow.com. So thank you very, very much. Appreciate you guys being here. Mm. <laughs> uh, yes, uh, it is uh, a little bit strange that he is going to be uh, going to Maui for one hour um, while staying at this climate activist house. You know, I think that the reason he's staying at the climate activist house is because uh, they're the ones who are actually controlling uh, Biden's environmental policy. So, you know, it's got to be tough, right? It's got to be tough when you're a Biden. You know, the house that Biden built. You've always got somebody at your back. You got deals that got to be made, people asking for this, people asking for that. Well, son of a bitch, he got fired. That's the life of Joe Biden. Now, in his old age, he gets to spend a lot more time at the Rehoboth Beach House or perhaps at the Lake Tahoe Tom Steyer compound. But uh, that doesn't mean that Joe Biden doesn't have a bad day every now and then. And lately, it seems like he's been having a lot of really bad days. Now, the subject of Hunter Biden uh, is definitely a sore one for Joe. You can see when reporters ask about it, Peter Ducey or the like, you know, he tends to get snippy. He gets a little bit angry. He doesn't want to answer those questions. His son is the smartest person he's ever met. Yeah, you know, he might have made some mistakes up until the time he was in his early 50s. 
smoking crack and sleeping with hookers and leaving guns at the family dollar. I mean, who doesn't do that, right? I mean, we've got, you know, you guys are parents. You get it, right? Oh, so Joe Biden, he's a little upset about what's happening with Hunter Biden's legacy. It's ruining his legacy. And again, this is the house that Biden built. Joe needs to maintain that respect. And at the same time, he also needs to maintain freedom from incarceration. But that's becoming harder and harder to do. So Joe Biden appears to be a little obsessed, a little bit irritated uh, in regards to the situation of Hunter. It's been reported that the White House is distancing themselves from Hunter Biden. Uh, In the two weeks after Hunter Biden's plea deal fell apart, it's alleged that Hunter and his Brand new young wife and their young child uh, stayed at the White House, total in secret, for about two weeks. And during that time, of course, I think that Joe and Hunter were doing a little bit of, uh, you know, wargaming, so to speak. But obviously, they never spoke about his business arrangements, of course. So, Joe Biden, a threat to his reelection is what Hunter has become. And he's starting to realize it. Uh, Now, personally, I I don't think that he needed Hunter screwing up his uh, ground game uh, to lose the election because I think that would have happened regardless. But um, it doesn't mean that Joe likes it. You know, I mean, like I said, Hunter's the smartest person he's ever met. And we all know Jim's Jim's (laughs) we all know Joe's as dumb as a post. So I I might believe that, actually. That's not just, uh, you know, him talking him up. But from what I understand, uh, Joe Biden is irritated by all of the negative press that his son is getting. It's becoming undeniable. Every single media outlet is forced to talk about the activities that Hunter has been engaged in. It's been happening for years now. And now, you know, nobody talks about, you know, is Joe running for president? I mean, everybody's asking him not to run for president. So they're saying, please, Joe, step aside. Let somebody else do this. Let Hunter, you know, deal with his own crap. You know, sometimes you gotta, you gotta cut your kids loose. You, you can't coddle them forever, Joe. But it's not a topic that Joe wants to bring up in campaign meetings. They don't address it. Uh, the people surrounding him know to you don't talk about Hunter unless Joe talks about Hunter. And, uh, of course, the people that are close to Joe, like in his advisement circles, I mean, they're starting to wonder if they're going to have a job before too long. A secret source from within the Biden camp says – I've heard reports that he's very obsessed with the negative coverage of Hunter. He's concerned about it. It's an irritant, and that's understandable, but not one that allies around him are going to want to raise it because it will derail a conversation. Remember a couple weeks ago we told you that Joe is just kind of generally a bitter, angry old man. He has a tendency to snap at the people around him. Well, just imagine, you know, if he's already having a bad day, they didn't have vanilla when they went down to the the corner ice cream uh, 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 cart in, in on at K Street and Constitution, and uh, and Joe comes back and he's all huffing and puffing and somebody says you know have you seen the new article about Hunter and he's like <laughs> so it starts biting the guy's head off, you know. But it's understandable. I mean, obviously you're you're watching the uh, the empire that you built you know very carefully over the last I don't know fifty plus years in public service. Uh, where you took every bribe, 
Uh, you uh, aligned every deal. You ensured that you rose to the level of vice president and now the president of the United States and it's all going to come down because of a crackhead. Oh, good Lord. And not only that, but it's also going to be derailed once more by Donald John Trump, the person that Joe Biden hates the most. It also might be derailed by the sloppy record keeping being done by the largest Biden super PAC because they seem to have a massive, massive hole in their accounting, an unexplained discrepancy in their finances it's being categorized as. Now, the uh, super PAC stated that it had received $12 million less from a group than the group reported that it gave to the super PAC. Future Forward USA Action. It's a 501c4. They reported giving their affiliated PAC, Future Forward, $15.3 million in 2021. This is what they reported to the IRS. But the only thing is Future Forward only reported receiving $13.4 million. That's according to the Federal Election Commission data. So Future Forward, which is the leading Biden political action committee, has reported a number of additional discrepancies in their financial data in recent years. This isn't the first time. So it begs the question, who's the man in the middle? Who is skimming off $12 million at a time? I mean, that is not an insignificant sum. And with the White House advisor, Anita Dunn, describing Future Forward as the preeminent super PAC supporting the Biden-Harris agenda in 2020-24 efforts, well, the future of those efforts can now be called very directly into question. So it's kind of an odd thing to tell the IRS that you spent $15 million giving it to a political action committee, but then have that political action committee turn around and say, hey, guess what? We only got 3.4. Where's the other 12? Uh, clearly, if the FEC determines that there is $12 million in underreported receipts by this super PAC, well, that could result in a uh, deep, seated investigation, uh, a substantial fine, because the FEC uh, often assesses fines based upon issues such as this. So that would quite literally take money out of the coffers that the Biden regime is hoping to use for their 2024 run. It's very possible they could go completely belly up. So uh, it's not just me that's out here waving the uh, the white flag in regard to the uh, poor accounting skills at uh, these Biden super PACs. Uh, there are a number of legal experts in the political world. They are calling for an investigation into future forward. Um, here's the weird thing. They have no staff. And therefore, they have not spent any money on employees. That's also according to FEC filings. They use Future Forward USA Action's own staff, which is not rare or illegal, but these figures have discrepancies, and they are discrepancies that must be addressed. Future Forward reported receiving over $467,000 in in-kind staff contributions from Future Forward USA Action in 2020. But that 501c4 reported that it gave only slightly over $67,000 during that period. So 
Point being, somebody is standing there with their hand out in between these two organizations, and they're getting all of this money. They're saying one thing here, one thing there. They both have very similar names, so it's kind of difficult to unravel it unless you understand the intricacies of the way these groups are actually set up. And this is a a perfect example of the mismanagement in uh, modern politics and and in the current uh, unelected illegitimate regime that sits in Washington, D.C. You know, they have their hands in the pockets of the American people and looks like they got their hands in their own pockets as well. So keep your eye open for that. Future forward, $12 million is missing. All right. So. Some new intel has dropped about Hunter Biden. And over the weekend, uh, Hunter Biden's lawyers uh, had apparently leaked the information that they were willing to put Joe Biden on the stand if it came down to a trial against Hunter Biden by Joe's own Department of Justice. So Chris Clark is the lawyer for Hunter Biden. He threatened to put Joe Biden, also known as the big guy, also known as Robert L. Peters, also known as Pedo Pete in Hunter Biden's iPhone. Uh, He was going to put him on the stand. Uh, Now, this is coming from a report by Politico. Apparently, all of the investigatory material of the last five years was leaked to Politico by Hunter Biden's own legal team. I don't know what's behind this decision, but now the entire world knows exactly what the federal government, the DOJ, Hunter, Joe, everybody, they know exactly what they were thinking. So this threat came in October of 2022, and Chris issued a warning, a stern warning to the Biden regime. He said Joe Biden could be called to the stand if the feds charge Hunter. Now, what would he have questioned him about? Well, perhaps about knowledge of Hunter's actions while Hunter was engaging in these allegedly illegal activities. Remember, 10% went to the big guy. Uh, Hunter also made mention of the fact that 50% of everything he brought in actually went back to the Biden family. Uh, So obviously everything that Hunter Biden was doing, Joe Biden had some knowledge or awareness of, no matter what he wants to say. So in Halloween of 2022, Chris Clark did not sound happy about the situation that Hunter Biden was facing because three weeks earlier, we got news leaking of federal agents believing they had enough in their coffers to charge Hunter Biden with illegally buying a gun as a drug user. I mean, that case is clear cut, shut, cut and dry. Now, when that leak was made, I mean, that is illegal. And the um, U.S. attorney was sent a letter uh, asking for an explanation. Uh, Now, the lawyer for Hunter claimed it was a political move uh, and that uh, the actual charges themselves might even violate the Second Amendment. Mm. Well, the truth is I actually agree with that. Um, I think that any restriction on the Second Amendment is a violation of the Second Amendment. So – Whether you're a person who has been depressed in the past or you're a person who uses drugs, you're a felon, I think that every single American citizen should have the right to uh, to own firearms. Um, And I encourage every single American citizen to own a firearm. 
And I consider I, I urge you to carry them as well so that on the off chance that a crackhead like Hunter Biden shows up with a gun someplace, somebody can ventilate him real quick uh, to make sure that, you know, nothing bad happens. And I don't specifically mean Hunter Biden. I'm just using that as an example. Obviously, any criminal we just saw a, a great video over the weekend of a, uh, a concerned and prepared citizen in Michigan ventilated a guy who went behind the counter at a uh, uh, a gas station trying to rob another Sikh, another Sikh gas station owner. Anyways, shot the dude in the face, the arm and the side. And uh, he lived. He lived to, to tell the tale. Um, and, you know, he effed around and found out. So here is the issue at hand. Um, the Justice Department was now put on notice because they charged the president's son, uh, that his lawyers intended to put Joe on the witness stand. President Biden now unquestionably would be a fact witness for the defense in any criminal trial. Uh, this was coming from a 32-page letter that was published in in whole by Politico. Now, that letter is included with more than 300 pages of previously unreported and unreleased emails, documents, uh, all of them exchanged between Hunter Biden's legal team and the prosecutors. And it sheds quite a bit of light on uh, just how fraught these negotiations were uh, before they almost resulted in a sweetheart plea deal and then they completely fell apart, which would have resolved most of Hunter's pressing legal issues. That included the gun purchase and his failure to pay taxes for several years. And of course, it also would have helped uh, kind of insulate him from any future prosecution by a, uh, a Republican-led Justice Department. I mean, I think that's ultimately what they're believing is going to happen. Somebody else is going to get the wheel and they're going to use that power to go after criminals like Hunter, Joe, and the entire Biden crime family. So very interesting to imagine Joe Biden sitting on the witness stand in Hunter Biden's trial. I mean, geez, to be a fly on the wall in that court, uh, to be a, uh, a the the lawyer for the prosecution, have the opportunity to ask the president of the United States, uh, you know, under oath, all the questions about what he knew and when. I mean, because you know that he's going to lie. You know, he has to lie. Here is another bit of news that also was leaked as a result of those emails coming out in Politico. Turns out that Hunter Biden was neck deep in the impeachment against President Trump over the fake Ukraine charges. Uh, Hunter Biden's lawyers having leaked this case file related to the DOJ's five-year investigation uh, has shed some light on exactly what Hunter Biden was doing uh, back during that second impeachment. Uh, turns out that, uh, according to emails, he met with those impeachment lawyers in January of 2020. Now, if you'll go back to September of 2019, at that time, Nancy Pelosi was speaker. It was a much darker time in America. House Democrats had launched this impeachment inquiry into President Trump because he had a phone call with Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky asking him if it wasn't too much trouble to look into these claims of Biden family corruption, because obviously Joe Biden was planning to run for office against him. And because of Joe Biden's close associations with deep state factions all over the world, it stands to reason that they were going to use that power to try and steal the United States back. And that's exactly what happened. So President Trump's phone call with Zelensky was uh, very friendly. There were no threats. There was no overt pressure. There was no offer of a quid pro quo. 
Of course, Adam Schiff and the Democrats have publicly stated that there was a quid pro quo on many occasions, uh, and then they conveniently ignore Joe Biden's own quid pro quo arrangements that took place throughout the entirety of his time in Washington, D.C. But Hunter Biden during this time was meeting with impeachment lawyers at the same time that Pelosi and Schiff were on the House floor lying about the nature of the phone call that President Trump had with Volodymyr Zelensky. So it's important to also note that the FBI at that time was in possession of the Hunter Biden laptop, which of course documented all of his various crimes and the crimes of his criminal family, the Biden regime, uh, and it gave detailed information about the Biden's work in Ukraine while the Democrats were persecuting President Trump with this fake impeachment organization. Trump had asked Zelensky to look into Joe Biden's threats to withhold money from Ukraine uh, for the firing of Victor Shokin, the prosecutor general. Remember, son of a bitch, he got fired. I mean, that seems like the uh, the easiest and, and most obvious thing that they could possibly do. All Trump wanted was Zelensky to look into the firing of Viktor Shokin, because Viktor Shokin, after all, was the prosecutor that was looking into the very uh, organization that Hunter Biden was uh, employed by for tens of thousands of dollars a month, what, something like $88,000 a month. And, of course, Hunter Biden was also receiving payments. From Mikola Zlachevsky, uh, $5 million here, $5 million there. He was getting paid by the wife of the former mayor of Moscow. That person never ended up having her name added to the, to the uh, sanctions list. That seems like a quid pro quo arrangement to me. And then on January 26th of 2020, Hunter Biden's advisors said that they would need Biden to set aside several hours to go through documents so they could settle his tax bill. In that email that he replied, he said, I have a meeting tomorrow with impeachment lawyers for the day. It will have to wait until Tuesday, I'm afraid. So let me just say that up until this point, here we are a couple years beyond this, the FBI still hasn't done an investigation into the Hunter Biden laptop. The intelligence community of the United States of America lied to the American people, wrote that garbage letter suggesting that it was Russian disinformation. Hunter Biden still hasn't been interviewed by the IRS or anybody else investigating his failure to pay taxes or anything like that. Uh, and uh, President Trump has been impeached twice. He's now indicted in four different jurisdictions. Uh, and we have ample reason to prove that Joe, Hunter, Jim, Haley, the entire Biden criminal crew have been doing nothing but breaking laws for decades. The only reason the Biden crime family exists is to perpetuate its own power, to continue to breed its own wealth, to suck it out of the pockets of Americans and citizens of the world. The FBI has never bothered to speak with Hunter Biden, but he met with impeachment lawyers to talk about President Trump, probably to say that uh, Victor Shokin was a corrupt prosecutor. That's why he got fired, not because my father wanted to protect me and our business interests or the $10 million payments that we were getting from the owner of Burisma Holdings, Mikola Zlachevsky. Uh, here is another interesting piece of information that I saw pop up earlier today. 
David Weiss, would it surprise you to hear that David Weiss might have a conflict of interest when prosecuting Hunter Biden? Well, guess what? He used to work with Bo Biden. Remember, Biden's favorite son, Joe Biden's favorite son, Bo, who served, oh, I think he was in the army or something like that, or maybe he was in the Navy. Uh, he was in Iraq. He came home and got brain cancer and then he died. And Joe Biden uses that as a talking point anytime somebody around him is going through something difficult. Well, you know, I had a son. He was a hero and he died of brain cancer. And so therefore, I know what you're going through. That's the only thing he knows how to do is talk back around circles on Bo and his loss and uh, the, the loss of Bo. I mean, certainly he's not going to talk about the accomplishments of his son, Hunter, you know, saying that Hunter is the smartest person he ever met. I mean, that's <laughs> that's all he can do. It's all he can come up with. So turns out that David Weiss, the guy who's now the special counsel in charge of investigating Hunter Biden, at one time worked with his brother, the late Bo Biden. He handled a case with the president's son in 2010. And at this time, uh, they together secured the conviction of an alleged fraudster. Uh, this is coming out of the Washington Post, and it claims that Weiss collaborated with Bo Biden, who worked as the Delaware Attorney General and was Weiss's local equivalent, conducting joint investigations and determining which offices had jurisdiction in a variety of cases. Now, Bo's chief of staff in the Delaware Attorney General's office was Tim Mullaney Sr. He told Washington Post that the office frequently worked with Weiss's office, but he didn't believe their relationship extended outside of work. Certainly something I'd like to ask about. We are always working hand in glove with the federal government. There's nothing unusual about that. It also wouldn't have been strange for Weiss to run into Joe Biden. And well, I think that's probably Obviously, the reason why they wanted to go ahead and make sure that the jurisdiction was in Delaware because Joe Biden has essentially owned the state of Delaware uh, since he came into Washington, D.C. Uh, so just an interesting factoid, and uh, I thought it was worth bringing up. Thank you very much to PQuest for dropping that cookie. I appreciate it. Um, Real quickly... Just want to see if there's anything else that I have missed over here. I don't think so. There hasn't been any donations. Okay. Only Fredo. So thank you again, Fredo, for the support. Appreciate it. Why doesn't Congress do something? Donna and Boys 3 says. Why doesn't Congress do something? Well, I think the, the obvious answer is that they don't have the will to do something. Um, there may be some people in Congress with an urge to do something. But at the end of the day, the vast majority of uh, our leaders are criminals themselves. Uh, they are either complicit directly or indirectly by their decision to do nothing. And the question really is, what could they do? You know, we have a system uh, here in the United States of America that, you know, not a lot of people recognize as uh, how it's supposed to work. You know, we're supposed to put pressure on our elected representatives uh, and uh, and and get them to focus on the things that we want them to focus on. But you see, they're removed from us by being in Washington, D.C. They're surrounded by each other and nothing else. So they don't have to deal with the everyday stress that people like us have to deal with. 
They don't know how difficult life is on the outside. Uh, they don't feel the uh, the pressure of increasing prices. I mean, they've got their gigs, they've got their investments, they've got everything provided to them for free, and they get more vacation than I think any of us get, even teachers. Here's another little conflict of interest. Remember CEFC, that's the Chinese energy firm that was paying Hunter Biden millions of dollars to represent Patrick Ho, the uh, spy chief of China. Mm. Turns out that they were also funding a non-governmental organization that advised the United Nations on uh, climate change. That's right, climate change. We're going to take it back full circle to the beginning of the show. So, Uh, They directed millions of dollars to Hunter Biden and his associates. Obviously, I think they were hoping to get something out of that arrangement. And they also fully funded a non-governmental organization that worked with the United Nations on issues pertaining to climate change. And uh, they also wanted to engage in uh, international corruption because, of course, it was Patrick Ho who was running this organization. Uh, The CEFC NGO sponsored two UN programs that awarded funds annually to selected recipients whose work focused on climate change and sustainable development. Seems like an obvious money laundering opportunity for me. If you'll remember Patrick Ho, the former leader of CEFC's uh, agency and the NGO, he was convicted back in 2018 for bribing high-ranking Ugandan UN officials so that he could get preferential treatment of CEFC in a future Ugandan business deal. That's according to the U.S. Attorney's Office of the Southern District of New York. So uh, what else were they doing? We're talking about millions of dollars getting traded around in, in these, uh, these these global – this global shell game, really, okay? And, and, and if they're funding these awards, going through the United Nations, they're giving bribes, they're, they're getting promises of specialized treatment in the future – you know, these people are the worst examples of humanity. Uh, they they run the world at the end of the day. They stand above all of us and they, they do it with money. They do it with an unlimited sum of money. Uh, it's so brilliant for the idea of a Chinese energy company to be funding a non-governmental organization about climate change because the Chinese are like the worst polluters on planet Earth. They simply do not care about the environment. All right. The United States, uh, you know, we are one of the cleanest countries on planet Earth. There are so many nations all around the all around this planet uh, that are, are are doing a lot of damage to the uh, to to the to the groundwater, to the plants, uh, poisoning the people that live in the area. And China is, you know, chief among them. You know, they've got huge birth defect rates. They've got people who are just sick as a dog. You know, they've got problems with homelessness and people out of work too. I mean, you know, it's not pretty in China. You know, they they eat dogs. Uh, we're gonna, yeah, I will go there. They eat dogs. That's messed up. They love it. They love eating dogs. Not all of them. Of course, but, you know, there are certain provinces in China where it's accepted and they, you know, they just do it. They love it. And apparently they also have uh, the ability to fund these uh, massive bribery organizations uh, and uh, they do it so that they can continue to control things from behind the scene. Um, Now, it also turns out that Joe Biden's uh, attorneys, uh, well, I'm sorry, Hunter Biden's attorneys 
were lobbying the Justice Department to prosecute the IRS whistleblowers instead of Hunter. I believe this is also coming from a report from the New York Times. Uh, This is, again, from the entire caseload that was leaked after the DOJ's five-year investigation. And uh, the New York Times and Politico have both published these documents. But uh, in it, they claim that Hunter Biden's lawyers asked the Justice Department, instead of prosecuting Hunter Biden, to prosecute the IRS whistleblowers because they came forward to speak truth about Joe and Hunter's crimes. Uh, Real quick, Penny. Thank you very much, Penny. She says, Zach, it may just be me, but I think this is a bad idea to impeach Biden. The Dems want that so they can malign Republicans and run Newsom. We want Trump to run against Biden. Uh, I don't think that Joe Biden will be convicted in the Senate, even if they do successfully uh, uh, try him in the House. I think that the Democrats... As badly as they may want Joe Biden to not be the candidate, they don't have the balls to tell him to his face or to remove him. Uh, And I don't think that they would have uh, the balls to actually convict him in the Senate. It it would take a – I mean it would take all of them uh, plus uh, uh, some some Republicans. I mean all the Republicans may vote for it, but I think that we are going to end up with Joe Biden and Hunter – and Hunter and and Donald Trump. I, I don't think there's any way around that. Uh, that's, you know, I could be wrong. You might be right. I mean, John said the same thing, that he thinks it's a bad idea. I just don't see the Democrats show a unified front, you know? I mean, this is something I've been talking about for years. They, they, they have each other's backs, even at like the worst times, like when it just doesn't make any sense. Like they will never back down. They will never allow themselves to be divided against a common enemy. We divide ourselves all the time. Like, you know, we'll stab people in the back. It's disgusting. People will turn on each other for the stupidest things. But the Democrats never turn on each other. They always have each other's back. All right. So uh, going back to this report from the Times, uh, the IRS agents and their Republican allies say they believe the evidence they brought forward at the precise time they did played a role in influencing the outcome, a claim claim senior law enforcement officials dispute. Now, of course, Weiss wanted guilty pleas from Hunter on the tax charges and then also on uh, the the gun charge. He'd sign a diversion. Um, But Mr. Biden's legal team agrees that the IRS agents affected the deal. So they're PO'd about that deal being affected by the release of this information because it cast a pall over the entire Department of Justice and it showed the American people just how broken uh, this system was. So they think they should be prosecuted. And I think that's a uh, it's a ridiculous claim. They have whistleblower protections. So, yes. Hmm. <laughs> spray and pray. I know a Vietnamese guy who's had a dog plenty of times, and he says the dogs can smell it on you for life to know if he was serious. Oh, God. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me. I mean, I know that, you know, gosh, you know, if I had to eat a dog, I, I I might. I mean, if I was starving and there was nothing else, oh, God, I just, no, I don't know, man. I don't know that I could bring myself to kill the dog and then dress it. Oh, God. No, no, I, I, I don't think I could do it. I don't think I could do it. I would probably, you know, I mean, because even if I killed and ate the dog, if I was in that that spot, uh, I would probably end up dying anyway. So, you know, I'd rather I'd rather go home (laughs) 
to God without that on my conscience. All right. So what have we been talking about? We're talking about the corruption. We're talking about the corruption of the Biden crime family. We're talking about the corruption of the Department of Justice. We're we're talking about the inherent corruption in the deep state itself. All of these things are facets of the deep state. And uh, someone in the chat had suggested, why don't people in Congress do something? I, I think that there are things they can do, but they've been waiting for the right time to do them. You see, the American people have a notoriously short attention span, and we can't remember things as uh, perhaps as well as we may have 20, 30, 40 years ago. And considering the fact that 2024 is a long ways away, a year and a half out, uh, they're going to have to time these investigations. They're going to have to time uh, these hearings, uh, and uh, they're going to have to time these subpoenas very, very specifically so that we can get maximum damage from them. So House Republicans are planning to issue subpoenas, which would compel witness testimony uh, investigating the political interference in the Hunter Biden investigation. So the House Judiciary and the House Ways and Means Committee both issued subpoenas for IRS investigators and DOJ officials who they allege have knowledge of that political interference and the preferential treatment that Hunter Biden received uh, during the time of his investigation. So it includes the following people, Michael T. Batdorf. He is the IRS director of field operations. We've also got Daryl J. Walden, IRS special agent in charge, Thomas J. Sabachinsky, he's an FBI special agent in charge, and Raisha Holly, another FBI special agent in charge. So here is the official announcement. Today, the House Committee on the Judiciary and House Committee on Ways and Means issued subpoenas to Internal Revenue Service investigators and Biden administration Department of Justice officials present at or with direct knowledge of a meeting on October 7th, 2022, in which now special counsel David Weiss allegedly claimed he was prevented from bringing charges against President Biden's son, Hunter Biden, for tax crimes. The subpoenas come after the DOJ and the IRS refused to comply with multiple requests for voluntary transcribed interviews with these key witnesses. So they're going to come in. They're going to be asked, hey, did David Weiss say that he was not given the authority that he needs to go after Hunter Biden in the way that he should? Because this is what the IRS whistleblower said. And these people who were present at the meeting, they're going to be compelled to testify. They're going to be under oath. So either they're going to lie and say, no, David Weiss never said that. And maybe there will be some proof that he actually did. Uh, Or they're going to back up that assertion, which is then going to give these congressional committees the ammunition they need to prove that the DOJ is directly involved. And that may lead to impeachment of uh, Merrick Garland. I think that he should be impeached as it is. But, uh, you know, we've got these varying stories kind of vacillating back and forth. David Weiss saying he has ultimate authority and then also saying that he doesn't have the authority. Merrick Garland insisting he had full authority. And then finally, uh, Garland uh, under oath. Uh, claiming that Weiss had the ability to charge Hunter Biden. But, of course, David Weiss telling people that he didn't really have that authority. Uh, And then now that the sweetheart deal has fallen apart and he's been made special counsel, this is a different story altogether. So 
These various committees are hoping to hold the DOJ and the IRS accountable. Uh, They said our committees, along with the Committee on Oversight and Accountability, have sought these interviews since IRS whistleblowers came forward with concerning allegations of political interference in the investigation into Hunter Biden's foreign influence peddling and tax evasion. Unfortunately, the Biden administration has consistently stonewalled Congress. Our duty is to follow the facts wherever they may lead, and our subpoenas compelling testimony from Biden administration officials are crucial to understanding how the president's son received special treatment from federal prosecutors and who was the ultimate decision maker in that case. Americans deserve to know the truth, especially now that Attorney General Garland has appointed as special counsel the same U.S. attorney who oversaw Hunter Biden's sweetheart plea deal and botched the investigation into his alleged tax crimes. Inquiring minds want to know. This is obviously something that we need to figure out. Okay, and uh, all right, you guys, uh, final series of stories. We're going to talk a little bit about Hurricane Hillary because she finally hit. Hillary Clinton always said she would make a splash, and now she finally has. So Tropical Storm Hillary was downgraded from Hurricane Hillary, uh, has reached California over the weekend. It caused massive flooding in Palm Springs. Palm Springs is a desert, and it's basically at sea level. You've got uh, cars that are submerged all over the place. We had sustained maximum winds of 65 miles an hour, lots of rain hammering the coast, and uh, there was even an earthquake that hit in the midst of all of this. So the uh, the flooding in Palm Springs also spread out to the surrounding areas in Coachella Valley. Uh, there were record levels of rainfall that were reported. And uh, let's go ahead and take a look at uh, some of the uh, the more uh, dramatic bits of weather taking place here in Wrightwood, California. We can see Tropical Storm Hillary uh, bringing massive flooding uh, through this California valley. Uh, and again, we had a 5.1 magnitude earthquake striking Ojai. That's a city that's just a little bit north of San Diego. Uh, and I'm sorry, that's uh, north of Los Angeles. Freight Awakening says Hillary was a dud. Didn't even get that much rain here. Weather was just hot, wet, and gross. Much like what I'd expect Chris Christie and Lizzo having sex would be. I think you're probably right there. So the earthquake, uh, you know, it was a minor one. 5.1's nothing, guys, you know, especially if you live in the area. Uh, There were some aftershocks, uh, 3.1 to 3.2 here. You can see the moment the earthquake hit. And, uh, of course, you know, you can get some stuff rolling around. Oh, there you go. Move, move, move. Into the door, into the door. Oh, and it barely lasts 10 seconds. Yeah, so not not a huge deal. Why can I not hear? Why can I not hear the audio from the desktop? It's going to be a big problem for me going forward. All right. So here, let's take a look at some of the the flooding. Here we go. This is uh, flooding in Kyle Canyon. Look at that. Boom. Just rolling through. Now, the the reason I want to, I started with climate change. I want to end with climate change. You know, I mean, the the people who would argue that these, this storm uh, hitting California, the the floods, you know, Gavin Newsom declaring a state of emergency. You know, they want people to believe that this is being caused by climate change. I would argue that it's being caused um, 
by a, uh, a, a reciprocal change in the weather that we can expect to see every so often, every 50 to 60 years perhaps. Uh, as I said earlier, California has been in the midst of a drought and now it looks like the weather is uh, is turning around. Uh, we're seeing flooding. We're seeing massive amounts of rain. And it it's not new. I mean, this isn't something that just started with uh, Tropical Storm Hillary. If we go back just a couple of months, go back to March, okay, we had uh, flooding taking place in California at that time. We had record rainfalls in California. We had mudslides as a result. Uh, we had roads that were washing away because, you know, I mean, this is a dry, n- normally an arid climate. Instead, we're getting a lot of rain there. Of course, we also have the federal government admitting to uh, engaging in geoengineering practices. Uh, so it, it, is it possible that they specifically seeded this area to get more rain there because there had been uh, droughts? Well, yeah, that's totally possible. But back in March, trillions of gallons have soaked California. Is this the state's wettest winter ever? So it's not Hurricane Hillary, but take a look at that snow, record snowfall in the mountains, 78 trillion gallons of water that came down on California. I mean, you know, basically uh, they had exhausted their water supply. The water table was dropping to levels where uh, they they were being warned that they couldn't pull any more out of the uh, the water table. Uh, the farmland was sinking. I mean, it was dropping by meters every single year. Well, you know, now they've got a whole bunch of water and it's all uh, taking place uh, right there in uh, in in the, the greatest communist hellscape on uh, planet Earth, uh, the, the state of California. All right. Yes. And it's El Nino this year, which makes the water warmer. There's more of it. I mean, th- this is something that comes and goes. All right. It, it, and every single time it comes and goes, they're going to tell us that it's climate change. And then once it gets dry, they're going to say it's climate change. You know, it's it's all a bunch of BS. None of it's true. Don't pay any attention to the man behind the curtain. What I need you guys to do is to continue to educate the people in your life. Um, you know, there is uh, un- undoubtedly. Lots of cool things happening behind the scenes. But what's most important to me is the educational moments that awake people to the fact that our government, that our system is captured. It's being run by psychopathic criminals, and we need to fight to take that back from them. Important thing to remember is that government exists for one thing and one thing only, and that's to administer the rights that are given to us by our creator. All right. We consent to the government existing to help administer those rights. So anything that is uh, outside of that very narrow, very specific set of responsibilities, the government should not be doing it. And uh, we need to make sure that we understand what our rights are, what our responsibilities as uh, as good civic citizens are. Uh, and uh, every single one of us needs to be involved in this process in whatever way we can. Choose one thing in your home area, in your, your city, your county, your state. Do something to get politically involved. I, I'm glad that you guys are here watching this with me, uh, talking with me every single day. But uh, I, I want to hear the success stories of people getting involved in their local political environment. Uh, it's been a long time since anybody told me that uh, they had become a precinct committeeman or that they had joined a school board. I want to know those things, guys. Send me emails, redpill78 at protonmail.com. Do what you can 
Thank you very much uh, to Rita. Rita also sent a check. I appreciate that, Rita. Thank you very, very much for the generous support. Thank you to Kane Akaz uh, for sending the uh, the crazy book. Uh, and then also thank you to uh, Spirit fifty five five four for dropping a can. Asty Ball says, thank you for all you do. Thank you. LKW Cross says, I will give you a cookie every day until your birthday. Then, bam, I will see what I have left. Thank you very much. Donable Libby, thank you very much for the cookie as well. All right, you guys, I'll be back tonight at 10.30 p.m. Eastern Time. It's going to be part two of uh, the U.S. Corporation versus U.S. Constitution show. Myself and John, uh, taking. I'm actually kind of taking the night off tonight. John gets to present to me his rebuttal to the information I brought last week. So hopefully I will see you there. Until then, good luck. God bless. You'll get the gold pills in just a moment. <laughs> 